Hello everybody, Common Sense Christianity here. Hope everybody's doing great. Hey, you know, I once in a while hit the internet and I stumble upon Trinitarian proof texts. And just now I stumbled on one. It's from Bible.ca and it says, Old Testament Trinity proof texts. And it's not very long, of course. It's um, very tiny, really. But let's go ahead and go through some of these really quick. Um, Genesis 122, or 126 rather, let us make man in our image. Three plural pronouns, we, us, are, used six times in four different passages. The un unanimous opinion of a polistic fathers was that the father was talking to Jesus. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, the, <laughs> the unanimous opinion of this fathers was that the father was talking to Jesus. Is there any evidence of the father talking to Jesus? Absolutely not. Like anything in the Trinity, it's all speculative, it's all mental gymnastics, and it's all pleading in hopeless desperation, right? God created the heavenly court. Angels to be ministering spirits, so naturally God confers with his heavenly court before he interacts with man. When he's going to do something, he confers with the heavenly court, the angels. Because remember, the angels, his shalia come down. They minister to men. So naturally, if mankind is going to be, uh, you know, if, if mankind is going to have something to do with God, naturally, God's going to confer with the angels. Because it's basically, he's bouncing things off the angels, letting them know out of respect, right? It doesn't have anything to do with, it doesn't have anything to do with he's talking to Jesus. I mean, us, uh, why, why are you stopping at two? I mean, you're talking about three plural, and you didn't say the Father was talking to the Holy Spirit. Maybe the Father was talking to the Holy Spirit and left Jesus out. Maybe Jesus got on restriction or something. You know, he, he was not doing good up there in heaven. He had a little beef with Satan, you know, because maybe he wasn't sharing his toys or something. And then uh, Jesus got the bounce, and now he's going to the Holy Spirit. You can't prove that. So that's not going to work. Genesis 19.24. Then Yahweh, oh, on earth in human form... <laughs> they parenthesized this. It's just it's silly. Rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from Yahweh in spirit form out of heaven. I love how they do this. They just insert this. It's just it's just mind-boggling that Trinitarians do this, and they get away with it, and they have absolutely no shame in doing it, right? It's kind of like the guy that's at the prom and he's putting the whoopee cushion underneath the girl's chair. She humiliates herself in front of the whole entire audience there the whole entire prom and he laughs and he doesn't care right he's just it just there's no shame in this this is the trinity is the proverbial whoopee cushion genesis 19:24 in this text abraham is visited by three individuals one being yahweh and the two other angels okay it says three men okay there's no distinction between the three men it doesn't say one yahweh and the other two angels this is lying this is lying this is very deceptive here we have God on earth, Jesus, okay? It says Jesus, doesn't say that. And God in heaven, the Father, sending down fire from heaven. What? So Jesus is, okay, Jesus is destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, as this is what they were saying. So Jesus is down on earth, and he's literally destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you kidding me? It says two angels. The two angels go to Sodom and Gomorrah. This guy... This, this, he bombs this bad. 
This incident when Abraham met with Yahweh God is when Jesus referred to when he said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. What? Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it was glad? No. Abraham saw a vision. This has nothing to do with seeing Jesus. Uh, the apologist fathers was that Jesus visited Abraham in Genesis 18, 19. Oh my goodness. Okay, well that's that's not going to work. Isaiah 6. Isaiah saw the glory of Yahweh. Well, this was a vision, by the way. So, he didn't see Jesus. But John says he saw Isaiah, really saw the glory of Christ. Yeah, he saw the glory. This proves Jesus is Yahweh. What? Yahweh? Jesus is now yod heh Jesus is yod heh Are you kidding me? No. Combine this with the fact that yod heh said, Who will go for us again? This is... <laughs> God identifies himself in the plural a lot of times. If I say, let's cut your hair, who's going to cut your hair besides me? One person, right? If I say, let's see what we are going to have for dinner tonight when I'm ready to create dinner and looking in the fridge, there's nobody with me. So there's no proof of let us. This is the desperation when you don't have anything in the Trinity land that you have to create things. Nothing to do with let us. Isaiah 40, 55, Jesus echoes I am statements in Isaiah chapters 44. 40 through 55. This spectacular link explores over 20 different passages in Isaiah and John. I'm not even going to click on that link because I know what they're going to say already. There's nothing. There's ego aimi, basically I am he. I'm the one. I'm the one they're talking about. It has nothing to do with I am. I mean, this is satanic. It's just, it's sick. Isaiah 45, 23 to 24. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will not turn back, that to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear allegiance. They will say to me, of in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Men will come to him and all will were angry at him shall be put to shame. What? Now that, that's, that's a doozy right there. And, and you know what's funny? Is they have right next to it, they have irrefutable you guys have to check this out you go to bible.ca slash trinity slash trinity dash proof dash texts dot htm www.bible.ca slash trinity slash trinity dash proof p-r-o-o-f dash texts t-e-x-t-s dot htm it's got the links here they got little cute little boxing gloves Punching the punching the verse in irrefutable knockout, right? So these are irrefutable Trinity proof texts that are easily refuted in a couple of seconds. And right above it, of course, they have the little three, looks like a uh, fidget spinner. You know, one of those things that you get really nervous with and you fidget it. I think that's probably a perfect analogy of the Trinitarian doctrine. You have this fidget spinner, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you're spinning it around when you're getting nervous and you're trying to... Uh, come up with these riddles to, to prove your doctrine. Micah 5 2. But as for you, Benjamin, whatever, Ephrathiath, too late, too little to be going among the clans of Judah. From you will go forth, from me to be a ruler. His goings are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Of course, this, Jesus was prophesied from long time ago. You know, he, he was prophesied from the from the foundation of the world in the Old Testament, his times are are from uh, from ancient times. Has nothing to do with pre-existence. Oh my goodness! Uh, the pinnacle of a man's humanity is the day he decides not to be equal with God. And he's got a picture of the smug guy in there, and it says, "I am so humble because I never wanted to be equal with God." 
What? Okay. Look how humble I am, it says. I have never tried to be equal with God. Intimate, imitate me. A man who considers trying to be equal. Okay, this is the Philippians 2, 6 nonsense that they tried to hang on. They, they hang this as a huge spectacle that Jesus was claiming to be Yodevave in this. And it's basically a complete dumpster fire because Jesus humbled himself. It says he was found himself, you know, he was in the form of God, which proves you're not God. You're not in the form of God if you're God. You are God. Um, do you want something in the form of an ice cream? I'll hand it to you. Maybe it's something in the form of water. You're going to be really kind of dubious of what I'm going to hand you. If I say, would you like something in the form of water? You're going to go, what, what are you going to hand me? You know it's not going to be water, right? So, again, this is what Trinitarians don't, they don't think. Mark 12, or Mark 2, 5 through 12. What does this mean? What does this man speak this way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Okay, Trinitarians take the Pharisees right here. It does not say anywhere in the Bible that only God can forgive sins. That's not biblical, right? Jesus said he had authority to forgive sins. God does not need to announce authority. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. We covered this on another podcast. This has nothing to do with beginning in Genesis. This is the beginning of the ministry of Jesus and the, his beginning, the new beginning. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, the beginning, right? And, and let's pl replace it. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with the Father, and Jesus was the Father. It doesn't work. It doesn't say the Father here anyway. John 5.18, for this cause, therefore the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because, and I'm reading fast because I'm trying to keep these podcasts short. He not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also he was calling God his Father, making himself equal with God. The Greek word is consistent. He was making things, he was doing things that God was doing consistently with what God was doing. And and Jesus always corrects them all the time, you know. You know, he's, he's, he says, isn't it, isn't it written in your law that you are God's? Now you're going to stone me because I say I'm the Son of God? When they take what the Pharisees say over Jesus, you got big problems in your hand. John 8, 58, we've covered this in another podcast. Before I am, notice, tiny little I am. And uh, now he said that the father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and saw it was glad. The Jews therefore asked him, you're not 50 years old and you have seen Abraham? They bombed on this. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Okay. I doesn't say before. It's this before Abraham was, I am. And, and Jesus was before Abraham because he was the long-awaited Messiah, the, pers the, the Messiah that was prophesied long before Abraham was born. Jesus was before Abraham, you know, in God's purpose and plan. He was more important than Abraham. You know, it has nothing to do with, with, with to be yod Vave. John 10, 33, I and the Father are one. It means to be equal. It mean, Not to be equal. It means to be... Um, to be in one in purpose. If you look at the companion text, like in Corinthians 1 8 or 3 8, go to go to the Greek. It's they say it interchangeably. The Greek word's hen, they use the Greek word hen for this. I and the Father are one in purpose. Nobody can take them out of my father's hand, nobody can take them out of my hand. I and the Father are one in purpose. It has nothing to do with being one. John 12 41. Isaiah 6, a simple reading of the context of John 12, makes it clear that John is saying that Isaiah saw the glory of Jesus, Christ himself, in Isaiah 6. This proves Jesus is Yahweh. What? I mean, this is the this is uh, amazingly um, in, juvenile here. I mean, this, this website, I, I was expecting a little bit more from this. It has nothing to do with Jesus being Yahweh. John 19, 7, the Jews answered, we have a law, and by that law, he ought to die because he made himself out to be the Son of God. Okay, because they believe Jesus was a false prophet, a liar. 
If you read Deuteronomy 18, the one who claimed to be speaking from God that wasn't under God's authority would be a false prophet and be put to death. It has nothing to do with Jesus being God. They wanted him gone. They wanted Jesus to stumble, basically call him a liar, wrap that up in a little package, and send him out the window with a death certificate, right? The Jehovah Witness explanation of John 19.7 is so bad, we awarded them the Stinks Trophy. <laughs> this guy, they hands them the Stinks Trophy on here. It says, click here, award winner. This, I mean, this is actually kind of comical. It's probably as comical as the Trinity. You know, the uh, little page here, they've got little cute little punching gloves and gifts. Oh, here's another one. Romans 14.11. For it is written, and I live, said the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. Okay, that has nothing to do with Jesus being God. And remember, the Bible says Jesus was made a life-giving spirit and he was made Lord in Christ. You're not made Lord in Christ and you're not made a life-giving spirit if you're God Almighty, the Lord, the creator of the universe, right? This is silly stuff. Silly potatoes, like my grandma said. 2 Corinthians 13 and 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Wow. Philippians 2. Okay, so they're thinking that since there's two, three things in here, the grace of Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship Holy Spirit, that means that there's there's a trinity. But like I said, in like 16 or 17 verses before, there's the Holy Spirit's not even in there, right? Grace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ and and nobody, right? So the fellowship, you can have fellowship with the, the Spirit of God, you know, the the fellowship with the uh, the Spirit of the Father. I mean, you can have fellowship. You can have communion. It has nothing to do with anything as a person. Like I said, I can ha- say, in the name of me, in the name of my wife, in the name of my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever, and in the name of our love, right? The name of our love is not a person. So you can have fellowship with... It's nothing to do with... It. Of course, they cherry pick. They don't list the 16 verses that have those Holy Spirit in them, right? And they pick four that has fellowship and communion. And this is the desperation. This is why we use common sense. We take a step back and go, mm, something's not right here. We're not going to build a theology out of little riddles, right? Philippians 2.6, although he existed in the form of God, okay, right there, form, so there disqualifies Jesus from being God because it doesn't say, though he was God, it says in the form of God. You're not in the form of God if you're God. You are God. It's a Greek word, icon, right? did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. God would not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. He wouldn't even contemplate it. What kind of nonsense is this? I mean, this this is just the Trinity creates such a spiritual lobotomy in the person that they have a hard time understanding that it's it's just contradictory, right? It's insane. It's insanity. God did not cons- recall, regard equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself. Yeah, Jesus did empty himself. He said everything he said he wanted aside and basically humbled himself, emptied himself, just kind of like you. You empty yourself, you humble yourself, you put down your will and you do somebody else's will, right? You set it all aside. That's what it means. He emptied himself. He made himself nothing so God the Father could do his works through Christ. It has nothing to do with him emptying himself of his divine powers. So Philippians 2, 9, 11, Therefore God... Okay, ready? God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. If you're God Almighty, it goes without saying that you're not going to need to be exalted and you're not going to be given a name above all name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow 
see, they're making this announcement. It's kind of silly, right? If you're God Almighty, you're not going to need to announce everybody that, that you're going to be given the name above all names and that at the name of Jesus. No, notice they, they have Jesus here and they also have God. Of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is what? God? No, is Lord is Christ to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus Christ is Lord, but the Lord is not a biblical term. Like I was saying, it's Adonai for Jesus and Adonai for God Almighty. Two completely different words. Revelation 22, 3. Oh, it's, got a, it's irrefutable knockout again. All of these are irrefutable. And there shall no longer be any curse and the throne of God, okay, God, hear this, and the Lamb, okay, so the Lamb is Jesus, God is God, okay, this is just, this is not good, this destroys the Trinity here, I mean, it shows you that they're not the same, right, um, and it's only talking about two persons, right, in it, and his bondservant shall literal serve him, Jesus worshipped in the highest sense of literal, by Stephen Rudd, okay, well, that's it, that was a really short one, but absolutely refutable, no, they're they're irrefutable. No, they're they're refutable very easily, and we go up to the top and we see this little fidget spinner, the Trinity's fidget spinner. I, m I might even pick one up just so uh, to have it as a memento. But no, you can go through it. You know that's the power of the truth. You can go through all these. These are just riddles. They're riddles, and they don't work. They don't work. That's the beauty of the truth, guys. You know when you have the truth, you don't need these little riddles that that they patch together. John eight fifty eight. There's no statements that Jesus says he's God. So what do they do? They hunt for riddles. And it becomes a game to these guys. It becomes a moneymaker. It becomes people tune in to, to, to have this. You know, the truth is not as exciting, right? The truth is kind of boring. You have one God, the Father, and you have one Jesus. There's no mystery. There's no spending your weekends digging through the Bible, getting really, you know, you're going to look and you're going to find that little puzzle, that little Easter egg that maybe nobody else has seen yet that you can see Jesus, right? There's no excitement, really. There's excitement in the truth, but you're not finding these little riddles. So, yeah, that's Trinity proof text, biblical Trinity. Uh, you know, absolutely no relevance whatsoever. Nothing holds any weight. And in fact, it's self-contradictory. So, yeah, I'll be going through other verses when I run into other websites uh, that also talk about the Trinity. And uh, we'll go from there on, on maybe some of those sites. But this one was actually a quick read. And it was kind of comical. They had little cute little pictures of knockout gloves and punching and trophies that were awarded for other stuff. It was it's good. You got to check it out. But anyway, God bless you and have a fantastic night.